Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. Brent and Alex here. We're going to talk today about time management and what we have going on in the real estate market. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, all the good stuff. It really helps us, warms yes. our hearts. That's right. Kind of pays our bills. Not really yet, but we're going to keep doing Maybe it. Maybe one day. Soon. Yeah. But we got a lot of connections we made through this show, and that's one thing. So when it comes to time, I talked on the last episode about kind of how you use time as an excuse, but I also want to talk about kind of taking time inventory. And this is something that I've done multiple times over the course of my career, but really here that uh, now that I have children or a child, all the people that have five kids will be like, man, you ain't got children. So a child. Um, now that I have a child and you know my family, I have to really prioritize time and think about how I spend each moment because I have we have a we have five LLCs that we try to juggle, and then we also have families, friends, church things we're a part of, serving. You know, time is a big thing and. Honestly, it got to the point in my life, I don't know if you're like if you guys will relate, but essentially it gets to the point where you want to prioritize your time to not only achieve the goal of who you want to become, but also it's almost like a must. Like in my life now, if I wasn't scheduled on certain things, I would either never do them or yeah, it would probably just like go into the wind. Like I yeah. probably just wouldn't spend my time doing it. So yeah. and I think for especially for like high achievers, people who are, you know, building businesses, doing things that we're, you know, trying to do. You have to use your time wisely or it'll just get away from you and nothing will ever get done. And then especially even if you're working a nine to five or, you know, in the work environment, if you don't utilize your time, you're just working and you're never taking care of yourself. You're never taking care of your body, your mental, mm. none of that stuff. So for me, I have to balance my time because from really from 10 to five is pretty busy and I never know what's going to happen from that time frame. So I have to be smart about my time before that 10 to 5 window and even after in order to accomplish what I need to accomplish in order to move myself along the yeah. road that I'm trying to get of, you know, self-development. Yeah. You know? And there's so much to say about that. And you get in those moments and you even care, you start caring about like how you feel from 10 to 5. So you stop eating certain things or you start doing this a certain way or whatever, you know, and it's the same way for me. It's like, those of you that don't own a business yet, like if you have a side hustle, if you work from nine to five, like you're going to have to prioritize time to work on your side hustle, like that's a right. business that's going to pay you on the side. If you're, you know, if you care about your health, you're going to have to prioritize, to prioritize time to exercise, to work out, to do things like, and it's all about who you want to be in the future or, you know, what it is that's motivating you, like where you want to go. You know, every day I wake up and I just think like, you know, if life expectancy is 75, I would love to try to hit like 90. So if I can just work out from, you know, 24 to 70, it'll be a better shot at doing that. You yeah. know, that's all I got and on that. It's a good use of your time to to block off, you know, four or five times a week, block off an hour to work out. Yeah. Like because of, you know, you can study it for yourself, but there's a lot of benefits even to what your body responds during the day if you've worked out. Like if you've already did something hard that morning, especially we both like to work out in the mornings. So using our time in the morning to work out actually gives me more energy throughout the day. Absolutely. So it also not only does it I get that that dopamine rush, that 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 good feeling of working out in the morning, but it also gives me energy so I can use my time better throughout my day. Absolutely. And then you can also look at the different uh, areas of your life. Like for me, there's, you know, the physical, mental, spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. Then outside of that, you know, there's your your work and career business, your um, your your family, you got relationships with friends, you got your serving your church, your stuff like that. Your you got other areas of life. So just look at all your areas, you know, 
And I heard it was on a uh, podcast I heard recently where I forget what company the guy owned, but he was some billionaire. And he said he would basically take all areas of his life and just look at them each day and think, like, how could I get that to 10x? How could I 10x my family? How could I 10x my business? How could I 10x my uh, relationships with friends? How could I 10x my whatever it was for him? And I really liked that. So, you know, there's all kinds of ways. There's all kinds of uh, areas to take inventory. But for me, the physical, mental, spiritual is where I'd start. And then outside of that, you, you know, you can have a physical three physical goals three spiritual goals, three mental goals, something like that. Like that'd be a very basic way to start. What do you do as far as in your spiritual and mental time? We talked about working out, Uh but you personally, what is your journey of like spiritual? I know we both love to read the Bible and read books. So what's your routine with that? Do you have a consistent routine? So on a typical day, I mean, things do, every day can change, like you said. So like some days it's a Wednesday and I have a meeting at 9 a.m. So this doesn't work out perfectly. On a normal day, I wake up, I exercise, I then go and like read the Bible, and then I eat shortly thereafter that. So that's basically like yeah. every day. It'd be if for my time, it's like 8, 8 a.m. Yeah. 8 a.m. I'm reading the Bible. That's most awesome. days. You know, now certain things uh, change, certain things do this and that, but that's most, most days try to be consistent with that. And that has led to, I mean, that's honestly led to some of the best growth I've had over the course of my career is that spiritual. That's why, that's why it's important for me to set, set time to it. I know. And that's the thing. It's like the consistency of that, because, you know, even with our students at the church that we, that we are, you know, privileged to work with at our church, I try to teach them that consistency. But then I think back to when I was that age, it was so hard to be consistent with your time back then. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. But discipline, I think now that I'm disciplined in that routine and he's disciplined in that routine, most days, that's what Alex does. He that he's pretty consistent in that there are days where it's weird, but most days I'm consistent in that. So choosing to be consistent with my time makes it way easier to actually do it. You Absolutely. Know? You know, because you're just it, it's almost like we become creatures of habit yeah. habit. So why not put in good habits? Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to wake up and work out immediately. I actually would suggest like trying to get a win within the first, you know, 30 minutes of waking up. Like you wake up, try to do something that's a win for you, whether it's uh, drawing something, wh- whatever you got going on. If, if literally just going into the fridge and making something healthy instead of taking a pop tart to work is like 20 minutes extra that makes you have a win real quick to start the momentum of your day. I recommend that, that the working out is just what does that process for me. I feel really good after I work out, you know, pretty much within an hour and a half of being awake. Yeah. And this is something that just came to my mind is I think too, a lot of people just go through life just responding and never really being Mm. proactive about their goals or whatever. So I think to go back a little bit, you may ask us like, why, why do you get up and work out? Why do you get up and read the Bible and read books before work? It's because I have goals. It's I'm trying to get to different points and different businesses yeah. and I have health goals. I do want to live a good, healthy life. I want to, you know, have really good health. Absolutely. Like I really do. But I, I, I've been on the other side of that where I neglected my health. And now I realize that there's responsibility that it takes in order to have a healthy body. You have to put in the work. So really, I think the biggest thing for me is finding those goals because you 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 have to have something in mind that you're working toward or you're going to get called in those people that just go through life with nothing you know 
at the end, no carrot. Or you'll still grow. You'll still you'll still read all the books and you'll still grow. But if you, you know, the reason the goals are set out is because like me, Alex Davis, I'm trying to become someone that is me in 50 years. I'm trying to have a bank account that looks like this in 10 years, you know, and it's within the next, the daily choices I make as to whether or not I become those. So it gets to the point where you said going through the motions, it just gets to the point where you're like, man, if you get real with yourself, you won't become who you want to be if you don't start prioritizing the time and changing your schedule to start becoming some of those things. That's right. I don't work out. So I, I mean, a lot of the successful guys we talk about, they do end up wanting to do bodybuilding, but I have no desire to be a bodybuilder right now. I literally, boys and girls, I'm trying to weigh like 175. I'd be a star. Good problem to have. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. But it's a problem nonetheless. Yeah, it's a problem for me. Yeah, but anyways. The uh, but time management, whether it comes to physical, mental, spiritual, I like to do a lot of things before work so I can tr- like basically be motivated and have the momentum throughout the day to continue on. Like, you know, it's let's say you get into 11 a.m. and you're in a funk. Well, you can think about what you did at 730 and it's like, OK, let's change to the present and let's keep going and make That's this right. thing happen. And I think you have to be in today's society. We have to be so protective of our time. Like I was thinking about it, this I, I just got back from a little quick vacation in Florida, and for me, it's so nice to sometimes put that phone away mm-hmm. because that phone can be such a distractor. Yeah, and you can literally lose so much time. I mean, just look at your phone actually gives you a report every week of how much time you spend on social media. Absolutely. And I'm embarrassed some weeks about my social media consumption, and I think if we're all being real with ourselves. That can we've all been really there. hurt you, you yeah. know, as far as like, think about, like, I could have already learned Spanish this year if I just Didn't tried to learn at, Spanish instead of getting on Facebook. Mm. So think about how productive you can be with just like wasted scrolling time. I think that's something that our society today yeah. really suffers from. And one thing I was convicted of recently was uh, emails. It's like every time you get an email, I don't know, it may be a salesperson thing. Like the whole time in my career, you know, if that phone it, like dings, you're just like, that could, it could be money. It could be. So you answer it, you look at it, you got to you gotta see who it is. But, you know, now at this point in my career, I probably get like 100 emails a day that are like this guy from a funding that says like, hey, generic message over and over. But yeah. as soon as I get them, I'm like, oh, delete. And I, you know, I'm pretty good about staying organized. But there's some times where, I need to just like put that thing away and just like keep focus and work because you don't want to mess up the focus. That's exactly right. You don't want to mess up the focus. You're already using the time. You got to stay focused. Right there, man. Like that phone can be such a distraction if you're really trying to get that hard work done. So then it goes back to time blocking. For me, I have to set aside like a window of time to where I put my phone on disturb sometimes now Mm -hmm. to actually get some work done. So you might have to implement strategies like that in order to start to take control of your time because we all get that same 24 hour window. But some people do a lot of great things in that 24 hour mm-hmm. windows. And then some people don't do anything in that 24 hour window and they don't have anything to show for it. And, and if you listen to this podcast, that's probably not you. You're probably trying to acquire something, whether that's wisdom, whether that's a good career, whatever it is. So these are strategies that we've had to implement three years into really truly being an entrepreneur. You start to really analyze your time and you start to have to say no to things. Oh, absolutely. You know, you really do have to sort of say no to, no to things. Absolutely. And because you've already said yes to something else, most likely. And when, when you start to prioritize this time, you'll start saying yes to, you know, OK, Sunday is family time or whatever. You know, Sunday from three to nine, I'm not going to hang out with anyone except my family. You know, you just say yes to that. So you say no to the other things. That's exactly and right. and that's pretty much the opportunity cost of Oh, yes. Like basically by saying yes, you're saying no to everything else. That's exactly right. So, yep. 
So real quick, we, we kind of wanted to pivot this. I think we've had a really good conversation about time management and time management is something, it's a practice. Um, we're constantly changing our schedules. We're constantly through different seasons having to, you know, tweak that schedule, but it's that consistency yeah. and that effort to prioritize your time that ultimately pay off. Yeah. But now we kind of want to flip and just give a little bit of a, a real estate kind of update of what we're kind of seeing in the market right now. And we're going to, you know, talk about timing, kind of timing up the real estate market. I feel like people are always trying to time up the market. If you just have casual conversations with people, they're always like, yeah, we're waiting for interest rates to drop or we're waiting for the market to get a little bit better. But my thought right now is, and I don't have a crystal ball, but I see a lot of these builders really gearing up to build a bunch of houses next year. They're talking about interest rates are starting to drop drastically. And I talked to one of our lenders last week and he said they've already started to drop. So the interest rates are dropping. What do you think next year is going to look like if we have a pretty consistent, you know, interest rate in the fours, in the high fours? What do you think is going to happen to the market? I think we've said this before, but essentially with the with the way next year is going to go, I mean, the, the rates are going to go down. Rates are going down next year. And once they do, I mean, I bought a house when the rates were down in 2021 and COVID was happening and everything. And there was Houses that I lost on with that had 72 offers, 50 offers, you know, I think that basically what's going to happen is the people that are sitting on their homes waiting for, you know, they've had their next kid. Okay, it's time to get a bigger house. They're waiting for that interest rate to go down. They're going to hit the market. I think people that are our age that have never, that have always rented, you know, they're they're ready to buy a house now. They're going to hit the market. I think that, you know, 21-year-olds are going to try to get out of college, get into six-figure jobs, and they're going to be in the market. So you think there's going to be So a, I just think a, a bunch of people market. are going to try to buy a house at the same time. Yeah. Now, and I know not to get political, but we know that they're going to try to to have a good interest rate going into an election. So I see the interest rate really dropping. So it may be a good time if if you're, you know, looking right now to get in the market because I think a lot of people try to time up the market whereas if you would just get in the market you can start playing the game. Yeah, and that's so true. You that's know? so true. The economics show that if the demand goes up or, you know, that the price is going to go up. So Definitely. what do you really want to spend? Do you want to try to refinance later? Like, I don't know how many times you've gotten a loan, but it's essentially sending in some bank statements and, you know, your information from work and your taxes from the previous years. And then you just do that again in two years and get a 4% after you've paid down this loan. Correct. So that's, uh, that makes it sound easy, but you got to hit all the credit stops and all that. But that's, that's essentially what you can is. do. And I think it's a good idea, especially like if you're in a position to where you're thinking next year is the year, go ahead and speak with a lender. Go ahead and like understand how much am I going to have to put down? What is my payment going to be if I stay within this price point with this interest rate? And that way you're ready to go into the market when that perfect house hits. Because it's so interesting to me. We're in Metro Atlanta. Um, we're probably like 45 minutes from the city where we're at. And in our little area, it's crazy. They cleared so many lots mm -hmm. about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And those lots have literally just been sitting with the stubbing out of the ground. And now they're starting to pour the foundation. Starting to build. And finally. So I think all these builders are ramping up for like a, a busy summer next year. It's yeah. not what it looks in our little town. On where we live too, like you got to think there was four new constructions that hit East Paulding today. And I think we got inquiries like twice today on them. Yeah. And I don't, where we live is basically people are trying to move there. Yeah. It's definitely more people are coming. So I think it it's obviously dependent upon where you're at. I don't know if the cities, the big cities, I don't know if they're going to have a crazy market right now. We were just in New Smyrna Beach and it's 
it's crazy what a million dollars gets you in, in the beach, in those, yeah. those areas. Because you can't buy, you can't make more of that land, that beachfront property. Oh my gosh, man, it's insane to me. But I think real estate is one of the coolest things of like going back to the timing aspect. Buying my house, and you know, Grant Cardone will say all the time that your personal home is not an investment, mm-hmm. and I agree with him to a certain degree. I get what he's saying, but for me personally, buying. A house is one of the best investments I ever made when I sold it two years later. And then I did that again a different time. So you can use your house as an asset. You truly can use it as an asset. But I think so many people get worried about timing up the market. They just sit on the sidelines the whole time. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, from my point of view, it's like it gets sad. You're just like, all right, just call me when you're ready. And it's like, you know, if you would try today, then you could start building the equity right now. Because I don't know where you live, but where we live, prices aren't going down like no. If you're going to be alive the next 50 years, prices aren't going down. Correct. Not from my point of view. So no, it's just not consistent. It's just like if you have the means, why wait? Yeah, it's so true. Well, dude, you got anything else? Uh, the only thing, other thing I want to end on is going back to the time aspect. Mm-hmm. Once you start looking at the inventory of your life, once you start looking at, you know, where am I spending time? Where is this happening? Da, 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 just know that no matter what, if you just look at it and you don't start promoting a change, you're going to end up doing the same thing later. You're going to end up, if you spend your time this way, you know, if right now you want to cut back on eating Chick-fil-A every day, then you try at first to cut it back to, you know, three times, then one time, then no times. Like, you know, don't just keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. It's insanity, right? Insanity. (laughs) Let's end on that. So many people do that (laughs) through their whole life. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate (laughs) y'all.